0: You are back on Raise the Platform on CIN 90.7, and that was Bootleg Rascal with My Good Friend. We are now joined on the line with Hugo, the, the director of the Motor City Music Festival. Hugo, can you hear us?
1: Hi, how are you going?
0: Good, how are you?
1: Really well, thanks.
0: Excellent. All right so we've got a few questions for you um, so you're trying to make uh, so can you first of all tell us um, a little bit about the festival
1: uh, the festivals based in Geelong which most people know is Victoria's second largest city and uh, I, I used to live in Melbourne and I uh, moved down to Geelong a few years ago and I run I run festivals and events for about the last 20 years and I Thought it was a bit bit strange that Geelong didn't have a music festival, and we 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 uh, felt that would be something we could bring. Geelong's a city that's currently transitioning from manufacturing towards university, arts, education, and 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 who knows what else our future holds. But but a small part of that is having uh, a good music scene. Yeah, that's nice so thing. yeah, Labor Day long weekend we run forty five different acts on four stages over the three days, Friday and Saturday's an over-18s event, and then Sunday we do a massive family day where kids, any, well, anyone of all ages can come in. So each day is slightly different, but at the end of the day, it was designed not to be a sort of three-day all-inclusive festival, more something that people can come for a day and, you know, really enjoy and, and uh, participate in. Yeah. Awesome.
0: So how do you go about organising the festival?
1: Oh, well, you know, lots of time spent in an office and a little bit of time spent down on site, so lots of lots and lots of planning with any event. And, um, lo- you know, years and years of experience, I think it's... Uh, the events industry is one of those things that people often don't don't see all the work... Hopefully, they never see all the work that goes on behind the scenes because it's all done in, in the dead of night, mm. seamlessly.
0: Awesome. <laughs> so, um, Alex has a question for you now. Hi. Um... Do you have people with disabilities helping with making sure it's accessible?
1: Well, I guess that's how we sort of got to talk to you guys today because um, I am myself able-bodied and until you put yourself um, in a position of someone who's not, uh, you know, fully physically able-bodied. And uh, at last year's festival, a a lovely lady contacted me after the festival and uh, she, she has has to be in a wheelchair, not all the time, but quite a lot of the time. Yeah. And she she's, she's on a uh, disability advocacy panel, and she she contacted me and she said, look, well, I just had such a great time at your event, and your security staff helped me out uh, to get in and out. And, and look, our, our site is a showground, so it's, it's, it's a pretty good site with lots of asphalt tracks and, you know, it's not like we're out in a paddock. Yeah. But she just said to me, she said, look, I think you could do a bit better. And um, you know, I just wanted to give you some advice, and I want to say that you guys did a really good job to help me, but it, could, it, it probably could be better. And uh, I contacted our probably one of our biggest disability... Um, ..training, education, uh, also... I oh, look, they have a huge range of portfolios here in Geelong, and that's Keringle. And um, I contacted Keringle and said, look, you know, I'm not a, in, by any means an expert in disability access. Um, uh, I have run music festivals where i 've worked in with lots of people with different abilities, but um, would you guys be able to help me and, and They were just so you know, rap that I contacted them and yeah. The first thing that they did was a disability audit for us, and they 've come out and we 've set some short medium and long term goals to um, improve the festival site for everybody for ability for all accessibility, but also um, the other thing they 've done is is managed to get quite a lot of their volunteers to come down and help on site as well to make it as accessible as possible. And as I say, look, it's not that the site was particularly um, wild terrain, far from it, but, but just little simple things like a little gutter here and a little gutter there that you know someone like me just steps over and probably doesn't think enough about. Mm. The, we did the audit uh, a couple of weeks ago. We've managed to get some equipment and, and also put in some long-term areas where we can improve. We managed to relay, relay some of the, you know, move a ticket box here and there. Um, put in some new drop-off points. so yeah, just look at this. It, it, it. it's all with hindsight, it's always really simple stuff, it was never daunting, and I never thought it would be. but yeah. once you get people in that do it you know professionally, um of course uh, it just makes the process so much easier.
0: Yeah, well, that ties in with uh, the question that Veronica was going to ask.
1: Hi, Hugo. Ask away, Veronica. Thank you.
0: Hi, Hugo.
1: What Hello. challenges
0: have you faced when dealing with accessibility issues?
1: Well, I, I think, Veronica, the biggest um, was that I'm, you know, my own lack of knowledge and I was sort of, you know, first to put my hand up about that. Mm-hmm. But and, and, and whilst most of it's common sense stuff, um, I, I, I think the biggest challenge was um, having some long-term goals in place where you might have to have some improvements that might take some funding and some other years. So I think they're my biggest challenge. In the short term, though, um, you know, Coringal uh, have been able to scrounge up some extra ramps from the councils and some little things that go in gutters to just make the gutters or little rises or little imperfections or pieces of floor. So um, the short term challenges uh, are simple. Uh, there aren't a huge amount of long term challenges, but the other thing we've done is. Um, you know, we already, at all of our events, use the carer card system, which is the sort of uh, Victorian main system that many of your uh, listeners would be familiar with. But the other thing we've we've done is get gone out to Kringle and said, look, you know, we, we want to um, do some fundraising with you guys, where when people buy a ticket and uh, use the Kringle code word, some of the money goes to Kringle to help improve their services, but also awesome. where we can work with the... Um, where we can, so we've we've adopted them as our official charity partner, and also um, uh, working with the uh, Royal Pastoral and Agricultural Society, which is the people that run the showgrounds. So going back to them at the end of this event, which is only seven days away, six days away, um, and say to them, here's some things that we've noticed that might be improved. And they have um, some semi-retired and retired elderly, predominantly guys, that come in and do some helping with building work during the week and doing woodwork. Mm-hmm. So some of that stuff might be able to be done by another totally different group of people altogether mm-hmm. who are in there for, you know, social reasons, like, um, like you have with the men's sheds and stuff. So I think, I think the flow on will continue to occur. Awesome. That's
0: good. It sounds really good. Yeah, um, so we have probably not many questions left for you. Um, Alex has a question. Um, Will there be a viewing stage?
1: Now, that's a really good question because uh, our event is not really big enough to require one at this stage. Um, Some of the the, uh, venues are concreted, so they're like pavilions and stuff. So what we've got is some areas right up the front where people can get to, and the stages aren't very high, so we we haven't really identified that as as a uh, short-term problem, okay. but of course we'll sit down after this and and, and really sort of look at that, but yeah. the event is only three years old and I think at the moment the sort of crowds we've had and the, the size of the stages and the accessibility, that didn't come up as an initial issue. Yeah. I'd love to be in the position in years to come where I require one because that'll mean we're going really well and lots of people are coming.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome, yeah. Um, another thing that we find also with, when it comes to going to music festivals is playing hide-and-seek with the disabled toilets. So that's another thing yeah. to probably think about, um, about placement of the disabled toilets and whether there's going to well, be just are, one
1: or right two. Near, ours is a small site. So I think one of the things when people think of showgrounds, they think of sort of the big day out, and yeah. we're certainly not that. <laughs> and the good thing is that our disabled toilets are right near the exit entry, which is right near the all four stages within about... Very very close proximity so there' things that did come up of course this and, and, and be rest assured, there were things that came up from year one yeah. through the council we all We all sit on a big panel with all the services from health and disability services to the EPA to the police uh, fire ambulance uh, planning, so we sit at a big panel twice a year with all the main services in one room, so those sort of things always pop up first I think it 's just those the smaller things like. Just, like I said, a little hump on a gutter that yep. to some wheelchairs is a massive hump, but to yep. me isn't. And, and, you know, I'm the first to put my hand up and go, look, you know, I can learn, I can do more, and uh, you can teach an old dog new tricks, which yeah. in my case, so. Excellent.
0: Thank you. That was like, you know, it's really good to to hear that those things are, you know, being thought about, because I know that a lot of times when we go to, to festivals, things like a small bump, you yeah. know, to get it's down, big it a is a big thing. issue, so. Yeah, you guys are doing a really, really great job to make it as accessible as possible. We're really impressed. Oh, thank
1: you. And look, look, rest assured, we haven't pulled it all off yet, but the great thing is thanks to Kringle, we've got other people on site who can help. So I I guess my message to other event organisers is one, if you don't know, ask, but, but two, when we went to the Kringle volunteer database and asked them to come and help we've had a really strong response. So the great thing is we've got a lot of people and and that's not only something they're passionate about, but also something they've expertise. So if you can't fix all the problems, having someone there to help who actually knows what they're doing could be really good. But um, I just want to say too, look, the events on Labor Day long weekend, there's blues roots, country music, tribute bands. It's sort of like a carnival for everyone. It's a lot of fun. And I hope people can check out the website. It's called MotorCity dot com dot It's obviously a joke on Detroit being Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. It's, it's just meant to be a bit silly. It's not taking the, the Mickey out of manufacturing in Geelong. But I just, uh, it's a, it's a great event, and uh, you can just come for a day. There's tons of parking and um, plenty. Of, it's right near South Geelong Railway Station. If people need to come on the train, you do need to have a. It's a, probably a short trip in a cab from there, but only about five minutes. And. Um, I just hope people can come and check us out. Um, obviously, we're on all the social media, so you've just got to look up Motor City but, uh, and Ticketmaster for tickets. And don't forget, if you've got a companion card, let them know when you book, and uh, the companion card gets the companion in free of charge, of course.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Hugo, for taking the time to have this interview with us. It's been fantastic. I hope everyone can get down to the festival because it sounds absolutely amazing.
1: Well, thank you. And as I said, um, it's, I, I just my message to you guys, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity today. And as I say, it's just about having a go and uh, trying to improve what we do always. And uh, um, I'll let you know when I talk to you next how it all went. But uh, we'll certainly sit down and try and always do a bit better the following year.
0: Well, thank you so much.
1: That's a pleasure. Take care. Thanks. Good on you, Sin FM. I used to be on PBS and Triple R. So oh, nice. love Sin. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. See
0: you awesome. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Um, and that was Hugo from the Motor City Festival in a uh, music festival in Geelong. And he was lovely. He had a great conversation about how they're going to make it accessible with the help of Karingal. Uh, but right now we have another song for you. It is Illy featuring Draft, Yo-Yo. You are on C90.7's Raise the Platform.